0: praise the Lord. We thank God for his goodness and we thank him for his mercy. God is good all the time. We appreciate God for the things that he does. And we think he, we appreciate him for the things that he does not do. Um, that's always something that, um, that um, is worthy of appreciation as well. God doesn't just throw the book at us, but he gives us uh, opportunities. He gives us mercy. He gives us chances and all of these things um, because um, He simply he's chosen um, not to um, just straight out reward us according to our sins. God often gives us a chance to get it right. So we thank the Lord for not throwing the book at us uh, when we know he has every right to do so. We thank the Lord for Him being patient with us and um, and not just um, dealing with us as we really, really deserve according to our sins. Um, God um, can do a number of things to us, and He would be in His um, right to do just that. Amen. But. He doesn't do that. He gives us opportunities. Brothers and sisters, we are glad that we're back in the word. Um, here we are uh, back in our lesson in Colossians chapter uh, 2, verses uh, 6 and 7. And um, we are continuing in our series. Let's go ahead and begin with the reading of the scriptures. Um, It's always the best place to start. Colossians chapter two, verses six and seven. Verse six says this, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Amen. Rooted and built up in him. And established in the faith as ye have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving amen 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 let me read that let me read that again and go back to to verse number six as ye have therefore received christ jesus the lord so walk ye in him verse seven Rooted. And built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. As always, may God have a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. We say this all the time. We're going to continue to say this. The blessing is in the obedience. Amen. Amen. Um, anyone who's been listening to um, these lessons and um, following along, you will recognize that very thing, um, that very saying, Almost, the blessing is in the obedience. The, um, there is a blessing in just listening um, to the word of God. So um, the simple act of taking things in through your ears, there is a blessing to hear the word of God, to be able to hear righteousness, to be able to hear holiness, that is a blessing, brothers and sisters. We we don't always look at it that way, but it is to be able to hear the right thing because there is so much out there that is wrong. It is easy to come in contact and get an overload of wrong information and just an overload of things that are wicked and, and against God. But to be able to have something that stands out among any and everything else that stands apart from everything else. The word of God stands alone. God stands alone and it is a blessing, brothers and sisters, make no mistake about that. It is a blessing to be able to hear the word of God. Amen. Amen um jeremiah 9 23 24 says it like this thus saith the lord let not the wise man glory in his wisdom neither let the mighty man glory in his might let not the rich man glory in his riches but let him that glorieth glory in this now watch this part this is verse 24 that he understandeth and knoweth me that I am the Lord, which exercised long loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth for in these things, I delight, saith the Lord. Notice that verse 24 of Jeremiah chapter nine, he literally says, God literally tells the prophet to speak these words, gives him these words to speak, but, and, but let him that glorious, glory in this so he's telling you the thing to get excited about that's what we mean when he's talking about glory if you're gonna if you're gonna have something good to say if you're gonna be all pumped up and and joyous and all of these things and of course the word glory it means a lot more than that but i'm just giving you the the uh, overall very very high level him if you're gonna if you're gonna sing the praises, shout the glory. If you're going to be happy and excited about something, he's saying be happy and excited about this first and foremost that he understandeth and knoweth me. So knowing the word of God, being able to hear the word of God, that 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 is that is that is there's a blessing there. There's a blessing there because knowing God is the is 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 the greatest thing to be to 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 glory about why? Because you could it could very well be that God kept himself hidden from us and we never came in contact with him and we never know the way of righteousness. He could have easily chosen to do that. So being able to know him and know his way, and how is that? through the word. So yeah, there's a blessing to hearing the word. Amen. But, 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 but there's a greater blessing to doing the word, um, obedience. Amen. Amen. Is, is in the scripture is really synonymous with, with faith. Amen. Amen. True belief in God has works to prove its existence. Why? Because, because faith without works is dead. And this is what the scripture teaches us so we 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 thank the lord for the opportunity to be obedient because there we can take the blessing that already is just hearing the word and we can go to the next level um um in 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 uh, by way of obedience and god blesses us even more when we are obedient brothers and sisters we're in the fourth lesson here and we are back talking about this concept or this topic of holding the line amen um this is the fourth lesson in the holding the line series and and then i want to encourage uh you yet again um as you go through this you know I'm, 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 my prayer is is that god is 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 straightening out some things that need to be straightened out within us but also at the same time that he's building faith in him Um, within us, that we are believing God, that we're going back, especially if we found ourselves in a spot where our faith has kind of waned or not been as resolute. I'm praying that as we go and the more we learn about God and hear about God, that he rekindles that faith, that that he inspires us to look back at what he's done in the past and remember that guess what? God is faithful. Refuse, my brothers and sisters, to let go. The devil wants you to let go of your faith. He wants you to let go of your faith. The world can care less. They want you to follow along. So that, in in essence, is also wanting you to let go of your faith or promote at least prompting you or encouraging you to let go of your faith, even if that's not what the world is 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 doing um, verbatim or overtly they um, the, you know, the, just the, the sheer amount and volume of things that this world, uh, makes available to us is more than enough distraction and a more than enough error that if we get caught up in all of that garbage, then we are going to find ourselves waning in the area of faith because you get caught up in what this world, this world, this, this world believes in what it believes and it don't, and it does not believe in God. It, I'm just telling you the word. No. No, 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 no. The devil is the God of this world. And when I say that, I mean, he's their leader. And at one point he was our leader too, until the Lord saved us. Especially if you're, if to those of you who are listening to this, who have been saved by grace, you're obedient to the gospel message. And, and, and you did exactly what Jesus told you to do and what he instructed the, the apostles to to do and to make known you oh, And if, and if you're not familiar with that, Acts chapter two, start at verse 36. Amen. And you will see very plainly what God tells us that we need to do. Amen. It's not hard. It's not rocket science. It's, 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 it's right there. It's right there in the scriptures for us to behold we don't have to wonder about it therefore let all the house of israel know assuredly that god hath hath made that same jesus whom ye have crucified both lord and christ now when they heard this they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? So these men and they 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 have the word of God preached to them uh, by Peter and 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 the word hits them so hard, brothers and sisters. They 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 know something is wrong and they know they got to get right. They know they got they believe that they that message hits them and it pricks them to the heart. So much so that now they know that they got to be changed. They know that something has to be done. In other words, they're, they know they're in trouble at this point. And look at the instruction. And brothers and sisters, I advise you, you to pay attention to this instruction as well. Because if you haven't done this, this is what you got to do. You got all, everybody's got to do this. They ask them, what shall we do? They know their sin is in their, their 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 soul is in trouble, and they know because their sin is before them. Obviously, at this point, they were pricked to the heart. Those that, that sermon got to them. They became aware; eyes were open that they, what that they are in trouble. And somebody who's listening to this or who's going to listen to this, no matter where you are in the world, no matter what time of day, I'm. Well, let me tell you something: you're in trouble. Your soul is in danger of hellfire. And you need to do something now, not tomorrow, not later, you need to do something now. These men after hearing that word hearing that word became aware of the state of their soul evidently. That they knew that they were in trouble. So they asked, "What shall we do?" Then Peter said unto them, verse 38, "Repent And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and unto your children and unto all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call.
1: You got to follow it.
0: You got to follow it. You got, you've got to follow it. Amen. 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 So if you don't know what you need to do, that's what you need to do. Acts chapter two, verse 36, and just keep right on going. That's what you got to do. And God will give you the Holy Ghost. Amen. You're not going to wonder if you got the Holy Ghost. You'll, You'll know you got it. Because there is an evidence that comes with the Holy Ghost, and it is speaking in tongues. Amen. We look only for what we see in the scripture.
1: Refuse to go the route
0: of men's interpretation about how to be saved. Oh, you don't need to do this. Oh, you don't need to do that. Oh, baptism is in water is not important. Oh, the names are not important. No, hold on. Yes, it is. What the Lord said, do you got to do. He tasked the apostles with carrying out, hear me now, with carrying out his instructions. And when we get to the book of Acts, which shows us the history of the church, the beginning of the church there, or the beginning of the church, the formal opera. I don't want to say the beginning, but I want to say the formal operation of the church. So in other words, the door of the church is open and now we, the church is in business. Now we, we, the, the, it, 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 we're, we're doing what God, the instru- we're following what God has told us to do. The, the apostles were instructed to follow after all those years with Jesus, about three and a half years, with Jesus, being taught by him, instructed by him. Now he's ascended and it is their responsibility to carry on what he has taught them. And this is what they did. This is the message that was preached.
1: This was the proper response that came.
0: And when they got that Holy Ghost, man, they didn't wonder about that. No, they didn't wonder about that. They began to speak in other tongues as the spirit of God gave utterance. Amen. Amen. So that's what you got to do. That's where we have to go. And that's where we want to be. Amen. Make sure, make sure that you, make sure your soul's right because time's winding up. The Lord's coming back. Yeah, he's wrapping this thing up. So you don't have all, you don't have forever. Make sure you get get where you're supposed to be. Glory to God. Glory to God. Make sure that you get where you're supposed to be. Nevertheless, we're back in our lesson and we thank the Lord for this lesson and what he's given us in Colossians um, chapter two, um, verses six and seven. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in him rooted, built up in him, established in the faith as you have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving amen amen now when we last left in the third lesson we finished up the third point amen so praise god we've been able to to stay on track and as we um, made our way to and began to deal with that um, lesson. We talked about a lot of different things. I invite you to go back to the uh, earlier lessons um, to familiarize yourself and get yourself oriented in the study with where we are at, um, at this point. Um, we talked about a great many things. we um, we talked about um, this concept, this thing which we're exploring, we'll further explore, the term of holding the line. We talked about where all this stuff, um, this the, um, the, this term um where it came from, and its uh, meaning and all and 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 the things associated with that. We also went further, and we talked about um, um, the um the ideology or the mindset. Uh, that says, or it's really almost like a prevailing thought that goes around um, um, or, or a, a, a general thought that really just says that sometimes you got to try something new or it's good to try new things. We talked about that phrasing and that concept and we discovered that it is good um, um, and that you know, to try new things, this is this is true. Um, but we also learned that that statement is actually a statement of relativity. It's a relative statement because it goes in and out of being true depending on the context. Sometimes it's good to try new things, but then sometimes it is not um, so good to try new things. And we learned that um, not all we learned that this we uh, this to be true because um, as we talked further. Um, and especially as we looked at the um, book of Ecclesiasticus or the book of Sarek, um, chapter 37, 28, we learned that not all things are, you know, not all things um, or experiences are good for us. We, 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 we did a deep dive into the context of when it is good um, and when it isn't good. And so, um, and so we came away with that knowledge, with that understanding. Yeah, you know, not everything is good, though. Not, not, not all experiences are good. So yeah, some things you don't want to be trying. Amen. You don't, um, Ecclesiastes, for those of you who have not heard that Ecclesiastes thirty-seven twenty-eight says for all things are not profitable for all men, neither hath every soul pleasure in everything. Not everything is good for everybody. Amen. This led us into a conversation and, um, that really talked about, um, that really, um, got into, um, to, uh, um, to, to ministry. And, um, working in the church we talked a little bit about that this was a good segue into that and we talked a little bit about um the calling of god and our responsibility and and what that means and how what god calls us to do or may have called you to do isn't necessarily what he's called somebody else to do so we talked about the responsibility of not just assigning taking it upon ourselves to go around and assigning people um divine roles or divine offices you know these are the the offices. Uh, or the ministries that God has put in place within his church. God have to give people gifting. Amen. And the Bible teaches that he's given every man. He's given us gifts. My matter of fact, he's given us several gifts is what the scripture um, teaches us, but the gifts come from God. We also discovered that yes, we can stir up the gifts, but um, the gift that doesn't mean, see, we stir up the gift. We don't stir in the gift. Let me, let me make that plain to you. We stir up the gift, but the Bible don't tell you to stir in the gift. In other words, you don't take what they have and then just stir in a gift that they don't have no that's not what it is we stir up the gift the gift that's stirred up got to be the gift that god has given that person amen so you can and i can't go around assigning people just um uh, gifts the the gifts of god you can't do that you cannot let me just make let me say it again brother sister you cannot go around assigning people the gifts of god that is not yours to do That is not your place. You don't have the ability. And listen, don't don't even set yourself up to get in trouble like that. Just don't even mess with it. God has to give folks the gift. Amen. Their gifts. Amen. Now, if you have the same gift, gifting, amen, of someone else, then it may be that God has given to someone else. Then it may be that you are able to help teach that person wisdom and operating and, and, and instructions, do, you know, do's and don'ts, lessons learned, whatever it may be about operating in that gift. But you cannot just give them that gift. You, you can't do that. Amen. You don't have the authority. You don't have, you don't have the power. Amen. Amen. And, we, and we, for an example of that, we, look, we looked at Elijah and Elisha amen amen and we discovered and we talked about how yeah elijah elisha wanted that double portion you know but elijah didn't just give that to him why because it wasn't his to get it was conditional he said hey man look i'm getting ready to get out of here god's getting ready to take me now you you see me when i go up then you know this thing is answered it's you, you you then that petition that request but if you don't see me when the Lord comes to get me. In other words, God had to authorize that gift. God had to sanction it and God had to give it. God had to do that. Amen. So it is the same. It is the same for us. So don't go around trying to give people your gifting because you think they have a talent. And I want you to understand just because somebody has a talent in the world or skill in the world doesn't mean that it translates in the word in the church. It doesn't do that. Just because someone is a good speaker in the world doesn't mean that when they come into the church they need to be the preacher no just because someone can teach in the world doesn't mean they are that they are a good teacher of the spiritual things and they should be received and they should be a formal teacher no 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 and no. It's more than just talent and ability that goes into the gifting, brothers and sisters. You need the anointing, and God anoints whoever He wants to anoint. You don't get to you, you. You and I can't just assign anointing to someone. We we don't get to we don't we don't get to we don't get to do all of that. So we learned a lot of these different things. Um, we learned about being content wherever God puts us. Amen. That's a good thing. Um, we also talked about do not be not being in a hurry to change the things that work. We got to refuse to fix what's broken. Amen. 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 And we learned that we got to be extra careful. Why? Because Proverbs um, uh, 14, 12 and 1625 tells us that there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are what? The ways of death. So you, you, you and I are full of ideas. But we got to be careful of our ideas and the way that we want to do it. We got to be careful when when (laughs) when we're getting ready to do things and 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 we want to adjust them according to our specification. No, it's got to be adjusted and aligned to God's specification. Why? Because there's a way that seems right to you and to me. Our ideas sometimes seem pretty good to us. But to God, our ideas many times are terrible. They're not a good idea. There's so many things that we haven't thought of. And we have to be careful when it comes to just invoking our will and our way or interjecting our will and our way into things, our specification, our desire. No, it's not about you or me. It is about the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's got to be according to the way that he likes it. Amen. Amen. So and, 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 and so don't be in a hurry to change stuff up, just do it the way the Bible says. I, I cannot make that plain enough. It, brother, sister, just do what the Bible says do. Just do what the Lord says do. And I'm going to add something on here that, that hopefully is going gonna, is gonna to help some. And this is a bit of context. Hey, 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 Amen. Listen, when don't be in a hurry. To throw in your your interpretation and your concept, your understanding of things. Wait on God.
1: Wait on God.
0: Don't, please, please I, I, I'm hoping that you hear me. Romans twelve tells us this in verse number six, having then gifts differing according to the grace. That is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith; or ministry, let us wait on our ministry; or he that teacheth on teaching; or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. You got to wait on God. to operate in the gift you can the gifts belong to the spirit or to God they are his gifts that he then shares or gives to us to use for his glory but when God gives us his these gifts proper usage of the gifts Require us to be yielded and to wait on the moving of God's spirit.
1: You cannot just do things
0: the way that you want to do. I read to you Romans 12, that was chapter 6, I mean, chapter 12, verses 6 through 8. Amen. Amen. So make sure you familiarize yourself with that. We learned that God doesn't want us to change his stuff. Amen. Amen. That is the final thing that we learned. God doesn't want you going around changing his stuff. Doesn't want me going around changing his stuff. No, he doesn't want you to do that. So you need to make sure you are not doing that. I need to make sure that I'm not going around changing God's stuff. And we learned quite a few scriptures about that. Amen. Proverbs 23 and 10 told us not to remove the old landmark uh, um, and enter not into the fields of the fatherless. So in other words, what does that mean? God saying, don't be doing no claim jumping. Don't go enlarging your territory so that you start or increasing your property line so that you uh, acquire territory and land from your brother and your sister. Amen. Don't do that don't do that now in the spiritual sense or in, in the spiritual sense if we were to bring this uh to into into the church how does well how does this how does this apply how does this apply or where do we start to see some of this claim jumping and so on and so forth in the church because this claim jumping in the, in the church oh yes it is yes it is see when god's gift and god has given you the gift and you're not the only one that god has given that gift to in the church because there are several god listen the, the, the body of Christ is made up of many members. And among the members are differing gifts. But just as there are differing gifts, among the many members, there are also this, a subset of members that also have the same gifting. Amen. 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 Amen in with the, in the ordering, um, um, back in the old Testament, amen, back in the old Testament. And you really see this in, um, when David comes along and David is, 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 is King or what, or whatnot. And, and one of the things that David does because the, 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 responsibility of the, of the, um, of the temple, amen. And the temple worship, The responsibility of all of that was given to the Levites. So, of the 12 tribes, that was their responsibility. Amen. But there were many different duties that were involved among the Levitical tribe in bringing forth or in the proper conducting or um, handling of the temple of God. It was the, it fell to the Levites. To take care of the things of the temple. But among the Levites, not every Levite had the same duty. Not every Levite operated in the role of the priest or as the priest. Amen. When I say that, I mean that not every single Levite operated in the area of actually performing the sacrifices that God had laid out. They, They didn't there were many different Levites and there were many different aspects of the temple that had to be taken care of. And so they they had duty assignments. They, uh, They were a tribe. And this tribe, there are many people that were part of the tribe. There was the music and worship and all of these different things. These tasks had to be delegated. And so one of the things that David did was he organized that, brought some order or organization to that. Because everybody couldn't do this, perform the same office at the same time. So they had a schedule that was rotating, so to speak. In other words, you had different people that all had the same gifting for the different areas. All of them could not do it at once. So it was rotated and you will read that. Now, amen. Go, I, I invite you to go ahead and read up on that. And you'll see, you'll see that. He organized them by, by course. Amen. I believe it's what the word of God teaches. So that everybody wasn't stepping on each other. So, and then also so that everyone that had the gifting. That had the role had the opportunity to use the role now back to that statement I said about claim jumping in the church where does that really occur and I said it occurs in the area of gifts see there's many members but among the many members there's overlap with the gifts some of us have the same gifts now when you're operating in the gift and you want to get, and you want it to just be you and so you don't make no opportunities and no room for anybody else to that has the same gift as you to operate in that gift. But you want to be the star of the show. You want it to be all about you. And you want it to be you. You, you never give no idea. You claim jumping. Because what you're doing is, is what? You're adjusting. You're removing the landmark. You got your own landmark, your own territory, what God has assigned you. But now you're enlarging it and you're cutting into everybody else's property line and you're acquiring it for yourself. So now it's all about you. So don't do that. No, God, don't, God doesn't want, don't change God's stuff. Amen. He don't want you to change stuff. What God assigned you, you got to stay right there. Be faithful in that. But brother and sister, you need to understand. Others need to be faithful in what God has assigned them. And if you have a gift that someone else has given, amen, amen. And you are in the position. To give them the opportunity. Sometimes you're not in the position, but you yourself have been assigned the role by someone. You've been assigned um, the, um, the 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 role. At maybe at your church, maybe someone in leadership has said, "Hey, I want you to go and teach the, the this class or whatnot." Now, in this case, that's not your responsibility. In the in, when there are other teachers that are available and they're not being used, it's on the it, it is on the shoulders of the ministry. To make sure that they are the ones that are making room for all of those that have the gift to operate in those gifts, Amen. Now, when I say the leaders, I'm talking about the pastors. Okay, it's up there—the ones that's supposed to be doing that. They need to be making sure that all of those that have the gifting of teaching are able to teach; those that have the gifting of singing are able to sing; those that have the gifting of this, that, and the other—they're able to—they're able to operate in that gifting. Okay. Now, but if you are that person, amen. Maybe you're the 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 listen the worship leader and 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 and, and all of these sorts of things and and so you are the in in every sense of the word, you're the leader. Don't go around assigning yourself all the songs. Don't go picking out all the songs that seem to complement and work with your voice. And you got other people there that are that have the gifting. Don't do that. That's wickedness. That is wickedness. And when you do that, you claim jumping. You're, in lar- you're removing the old landmark. You are increasing your territory. If you're in a position to not make it all about you, then no. And listen, and if you are not in that position, and someone has assigned, the leadership has assigned that to you, and you know that there are others, th- talk to your leadership.
1: Amen. Amen. Being faithful to God doesn't mean that you have to always say yes to what everybody tells you to do
0: in the church. Because many times, because there are times in the church where leadership and other people are asking or telling you things and so on and so forth, but they themselves
1: are not being led in by the spirit in that moment. Now, you
0: know that there are other people that have the gifting. I'm just you picking on the uh, on, on music because that's a, it's, it's one of the easier ones. You up there singing every single song or whatnot, and you know you're getting tired. Your voice is hoarse and all kind of different stuff, and you've been going at it pretty hard and furious for a long time, and you're getting tired and tired and tired, but there's other people that are in there or whatnot, but they just keep wanting you to do it. Okay, it's time to push back. It's time to respectfully say no. And say, you know what, hey, you know what, I'm getting tired.
1: I need some rest. Let's bring
0: in and bring in. Let's and bring in and others that have the gift. Amen. That's real. People need to know that this, this is, this is because you'll be surprised. This stuff goes on a lot. A lot of people get run down and, and wore out. Because they're, because they're carrying the load. Some of them are that way because they're the one, they want to be the star of the show. But it ain't a show. And you and I, we're not stars. But people treat it like that and they mess themselves up. Others are, they, they, they have the gifting and they have mistaken their service to a man for service to God. No, it ain't the same thing. It's not always. There is a time. Yes, we are. We serve one another. I'm not telling you not to do that or whatnot. But the Bible tells us to let everything be done decently and in order. And when you run down and you are, man, you are you're sick and you everything else and you just cannot move. You, look, you hear what I'm telling you?
1: There's a time to, you're going to have to listen. You're going to have you're going to have to get your rest. God has instructed me to teach and to preach his word. But you know what? I can't teach and preach 24-7.
0: And so that I don't have to teach and preach 24-7, guess what? There are other others in the body of
1: Christ. There are other brothers in the body of Christ with what? The same gifting. Amen, amen, amen. There's no need for me to do it all on my own. We
0: help one another. That is why there is redundancy in the body of Christ. Many people with with the same gifts, with overlapping gifts. We don't all have the same gift. And we don't all have all gifts. Some of us have this gift, and some of us have that gift. Amen. Amen, Amen. Don't change God's stuff and 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 finally look at revelations twenty two, ten through twelve, and revelation twenty two uh, eighteen through nineteen. Amen. You don't want to go around changing God's stuff. Nevertheless, so we know this now. Amen. Amen. Let's talk about. This concept here, a new another concept on this this the, what we've already learned god if 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 then it is not proper for me to go around changing God's stuff, and it is not, and it is not proper for you
1: around changing God's stuff Then, what then am
0: I? To do? What are you, what are we really saying? In essence, when we say, don't go around changing God's stuff, when we say that the gifts come from the Lord, amen. When we say, you can't go around assigning people your gifts, God got to give them that gift, amen. What then becomes our responsibility? Our responsibility
1: then becomes as I've heard it
0: told to me many times bloom where you are planted
1: bloom where you are planted operate in your gift
0: give God your best in that gift whatever the gift is that god has you
1: operating that he's given to you operate
0: in that with the spirit of excellence how do you do that you can do that simply by yielding to the leading of the holy ghost see god's spirit gives you the gives us the gifts and we cannot operate in them without god's spirit Jesus said that he is the vine and we are what? The branches. And apart from him, what can we do? Nothing. We can't do anything without him. So that means the gifts that he gives us, because yes, we are saying that Jesus is God. That is what the scripture teaches. Amen.
1: The gifts that God gives us cannot be
0: accurately used or properly used without the aid of the Holy Ghost or the gift giver. We need God. God gave the gifts and we need God in order to operate in the gifts correctly. What do we mean by correctly? We mean in
1: line with the scripture. The correct way is
0: always the scriptural way. The correct way is always in accordance with the doctrine of God.
1: Amen. That's the correct way. That's the correct way. The correct way will always lead to God receiving maximum glory.
0: Amen. The gifts and assignments that God give us, brothers and sisters, they're for His glory. They are a blessing to us. We are blessed by them as as well. We, we get a blessing in using them. There's a blessing in that. But ultimately, these gifts are for the glory of God And so while it is not, and so then while it is not proper for us to go around changing God's stuff, taking on roles that God didn't tell us or ever assigning, you ain't ever seen it in the Bible, doing stuff that, that God didn't tell you to do or trying to do everything and not making room for anybody else whatsoever. If all of that stuff is improper, and it is, all of that is improper, then the proper thing to do that's left is for us to operate in the gift or giftings
1: that God has given us by yielding to the Holy Spirit
0: so that we might operate in those gifts correctly. Isaiah 61, one through three says this, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. Now we're, we're, we're reading here and this is very prophetic scripture. He hath sent me to bind up the broken heart. Are we talking about Jesus and the mission of Jesus, Okay. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. To point unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Now watch this. All of that before is the mission of Jesus. This is all what he came to do, all those things. Now,
1: why did he do that? Look at that in this next part.
0: Why did he do this for us? Again, look at this next part. That they might be called. Now, when he says they, that means us. We who are believers baptize born-again believers according to scripture. Remember, we started out Acts 2, verses 36, all the way through. That is the salvation process. That's what you got to do. Amen. He did all of this stuff, or Jesus came to do all of these different things. Why? So that they, who is us, might be called trees of righteousness. Look at this next phrasing the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Notice what he calls us, trees of righteousness. The whole purpose is so that we might be trees of righteousness or the planting of the Lord. Amen. Look at Jeremiah 17, because we're going to build on this, verses seven and eight. Blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord and whose hope the lord is for he shall be as a what tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by what the river and shall not see when heat cometh but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Look at how God compares us. Look at how what we're likened unto. We who trust in the Lord and believe in the Lord, we who are obedient to the Lord. Well how could how did you make that that because true faith and belief in the Lord as taught in the New Testament or as throughout Scripture really is synonymous with obedience. If you don't obey the word, you don't believe the word. Amen. Amen. So when he gets into Jeremiah and he starts saying, blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Amen. This is not talking about somebody different. Or and it's not trying to give us a different method in order to be a tree or the planting of the Lord. No. What's happening is, is that the word of God is further qualifying who that person is. It's the person that trusted in the Lord. Jesus said, if you love me,
1: you'll keep my commandments. Amen. When the
0: Bible here in the Old Testament is talking about trusting in the Lord, we're talking about faith. Amen. Amen. And what does the
1: scripture tell us? Faith without what? Works is dead. One scripture says, matter of fact, being alone. You can't
0: have true faith with no works. And when we say works, what do we mean? We mean obedience to the word of God. You cannot have true faith without being obedient to the word of God. So when he says, blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord, what he's talking about is the man that is obedient to the Lord. The man that has faith in the Lord. Because a man that trusts the Lord, that has faith in the Lord, is a man that
1: is obedient to the Lord. A woman that trusts the Lord, amen. Amen.
0: Or a woman that has faith in the Lord is a woman that obeys the Lord. Got to obey the word. And then look at what he tells you. What happens as a result of that? For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that spreadeth out her roots by the river. Notice what she. Notice what the word says. Jeremiah says that you're going to be like a tree. Because remember, I made a statement. I said, bloom where you plant. As a plant or flower, as it blooms or comes into its fullness, bloom where you plant it when it comes to the gifts. Now, look at what he says here in Jeremiah. He says, for he shall be as a tree, amen, planted by the waters that spreadeth out her roots by the river. Notice what happens here. The one that obeys the word, that truly believes the word, that truly has faith, and that's the one who's obedient. Glory to
1: God. He says that this person will be as a tree that is planted, and the roots,
0: as they, as the roots begin to dive down deep, the roots make their way to a water source. I hope you hear what I'm saying. For he shall be as a tree planted by
1: the waters. It
0: goes down deep. And it is consistently nourished because it is by a water source. It spreads out
1: by the river. Notice
0: (laughs) Notice. The Bible, This notice what's happening here. In the second part of this scripture, he talks about the top of the tree rather, okay? When he talks about it shall be green and, 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 and all of that kind of stuff, that, that's talking about the boughs of the tree. That's talking about all the limbs and all that other stuff. That's talking about the growth of the limbs or the external, the outside. But in the A portion of this scripture, he's talking about the root system. Spreading out. See, God don't want you. Listen, look, God. Look in God's kingdom, in God's way.
1: If the top of the tree is going to grow and spread out and yield fruit and be resistant to heat and resistant to the to the elements and all these things and be able to weather the conditions. If the tops of the tree is going to spread forth and look full and luscious and vibrant and lively, then that's going
0: to be a result of the root system having first spread out, becoming deep and vibrant and intertwined
1: and close to the water source. Who's the water source? God Almighty. That word. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God.
0: The spirit of God, my brother and my sister. That's that water. That's the water. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters. What water is the word of God? That spreadeth out her roots by the river. Don't try to get deep away from
1: God. No, 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 no. You got to get deep in God. You got, to, you got to grow in God. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God.
0: And what happens as a result of that? And shall not see when heat coming. Talk about the elements now. This is not, this is the heat of, this is the heat of trying. Of trials, the the heat of testing, the heat of of society, the heat of the elements surround all of these things. In other words, because we're talking in the spirit, the, the the heat in this instance would simply be the hard times and the tough times. And what he's saying is, is that this tree, this planting of the Lord, because that's what we learned, that's what we call. We learned that in Isaiah chapter six. Amen. Amen. Verses number uh, verses one through three. And in particular, verse three, this tree that's planted by the waters that has its root systems that go deep near the waters. It don't get all deep, deep. You see, some folks rooted in foolishness. Some of us are rooted in any and everything else than other than what we should be. Some of us are rooted, unfortunately, and we are away from the water source. But God wants you to be a tree that's planted by the rivers. Why? By the source, so that you have a perpetual life source.
1: See, the planting of the Lord is not all off in
0: the stick somewhere where you're just doing your own thing. No, it's not like that. The planting of the Lord is by the rivers of water. It's by the word.
1: It's gonna be right there. Where, listen, every look, yo. Listen, you gotta be rooted and grounded. But in order for that rooting
0: or that grounding to provide the nutrients and the health that you need, the strength that you need to
1: operate in the gifts that are given. You got to be by the water source
0: Because if you by the water source, it's not gonna matter the condition of the world. It's not gonna matter the condition uh, of the church. it' ain't gonna matter all that stuff if they shouldn't be if if they should be doing something contrary and in the world you know they're gonna be doing something contrary. but lo and behold, in the church you got a whole lot of folk who doing something contrary. but when you are rooted and grounded in the word of God, When you are rooted and grounded and your root system is near the water source, or in other words, it stays right in the word or
1: right by the word. Then you'll be able to stand the test of time. It won't matter. Come what may. Come what may.
0: But her leaf shall be green. So not only are you going to be able to sidestep the, the, all the craziness and all the heat and all everything that's going on in the world, the elements, the condition, the environment. Not only will you be able to withstand and continue to stand within the environment, but watch this. But our leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the years of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. What in the world are we talking about? Let me make it very plain. Not only when your root system is deep and is spread out, but it remains by the water source so that it can be nourished because you got to be nourished by
1: the word of God.
0: That which is given by the spirit, brothers and sisters, can only be maintained, can only... Thrive and prosper through the aid of the spirit. You got to stay in the word. You got to stay in that Bible, in that scripture. You got to stay in that. That's the water source. That's the river. You got to stay right there. And your root system got to grow down deep. Got to, listen, you got to, you got, and the the only way it can do that
1: in the matter that God wants
0: is that it's got to be by the river, by a constant flow of the word of God. If the root system's going to be healthy and prosperous and properly nourished, it needs a constant supply. It needs access to a constant supply of the right nutrients and minerals and everything else that come from the word of God or from that river.
1: Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. But her leaf
0: shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. So when that root system is deep and it stays by and the location of that tree and that root system is by the river,
1: amen. Not reverse, river, amen. The environment,
0: the heat, which would cause a plant to wither the withering effect that the world has upon the children of God by the overloading at them and uh, and 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 the 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 constant bombardment
1: Of the challenges that the world gives you
0: to take a break from your walk with God. To see what you will be willing to indulge in. The constant testing and prodding and poking of the world. To get you to walk away from holiness. To compromise righteousness.
1: That's the heat. And when you're not, and when the plant is not, or the tree is not near The proper water source has no access to the water. Then eventually, that tree is going to succumb to the withering effects of the heat. The enemy going to keep
0: poking and prodding at you to try to get you to stay, to come off the wall, as with Nehemiah. Want him to come off the wall. The world's gonna keep working at you, antagonizing
1: you, trying to tempt you and taunt you,
0: to get you to succumb to the indulgences of the world, abandon holiness and righteousness, and take up the lot of the wicked. That's what is all that's what this world is after, that's what the devil is after.
1: That whole process is likened unto the effects of heat on a plant that has no access to water. It will wither. But when that root system is by the water, it's by that river. It negates the effect of the heat. The world
0: can't get you caught up in a mess. Why? Because you've seen the game and you ain't playing. You know where it ends for the wicked. And you are convinced that God is the only way. So it don't matter what they come up with. They can put a new coat of paint on it. The devil can dress it up any way that he wants to. But you have seen the word of God. And you know that it don't end well for the wicked. So they can't entice you. it 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 doesn't wither. You don't wither from the heat of the world's antagonism. But instead, the leaf is evergreen. The leaf is full. The boughs of the tree, the leaves on the branches is full. It remains luscious and and
1: prosperous, helpful. Glory to God. Glory to God. A full tree
0: by waters flowing What the writer is trying to tell you here, what God wants you to know is that he's immune from the withering effects of the heat because he got the nourishment of the word of God that supersedes the antagonism and the methods
1: and the wiles of the devil. You remain green, which means you remain profitable. When a tree is green like
0: that, that means the tree is full. So watch this, it's immune from the withering effects of the heat but yet at the same time it provides shelter from the heat from others, for others that need it. Glory to God. glory to God. in other words, he make you a blessing to one another and those around you.
1: hope you're hearing that and shall not be careful in the year of drought. That means that when water when you buy the water source, When you buy an active river, that's flowing. Now, unless God dry up that river, that river going to keep right on flowing. And you're not drying up God's word.
0: So when the year of drought and in the time of drought, which means there is No water around you. That means it ain't raining is what we're talking about. There's no rain coming down. When you're planted by a river, the rain is not required in order for you to thrive. Because you got the running
1: an active water source.
0: Glory to God.
1: Glory to God.
0: Immune from the effects of the heat. Remain prosperous and and, and a a bountiful blessing to others
1: when you plant it by the waters. When you plant it by that river, you remain prosperous. You remain healthy.
0: You're immune to the effects of the of a drought when it just will not rain. Why? Because the rain,
1: which is dependent on the environment or atmospheric conditions Don't rob you of a water of a water source. You're not dependent on whether or not society is in a good place or not. You're not dependent on that. You're not dependent on the conditions of society. No. Your strength comes from the Lord. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. In addition to all that, you're going to continually produce what God designed you to produce. Because you're blooming where you're planted. When you operate in what God gave you faithfully and give God your best in your all,
0: God will cause you to bloom where you're planted, prosper where you're planted. Why? Because you're by the river. You have a constant supply of everything that you need in order to accomplish everything that God has assigned you to do. You don't need to take on anybody else's role and anybody else's responsibility. You don't need to set things up so where everything falls on you or you're the somehow the the in the limelight or the star of the show because you know it ain't about any of that trash at all. God causes you to prosper in the gifting that he's given you and it becomes a blessing to the kingdom. Amen. Amen.
1: Glory to God. Amen.
0: Matthew fifteen thirteen fourteen 14 says this, but he answered and said, every plant which my heavenly father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Hear what he said.
1: Every plant
0: which my heavenly father hath not planted, it's going to be rooted up. You don't want that to happen to you. God's desire is for you. You're supposed to be the planting of the Lord. You're supposed to be fruitful and you're supposed to be planted
1: by the river and with a root system that goes down
0: deep. So that you'd be immune to the effects of the condition and that you wouldn't be reliant on external water sources you got one a constant support um, supply of water and that you would be fruit yielding when everything and everyone else is dried up and do you hear what I'm saying that's what God wants for you not to be some other kind of plant that's some other that's some other place no it's going to get rooted up John 15. Five through seven, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can what? Do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. you brother what do you brothers and sisters? You got to be planted by the river
1: What that means
0: as the whole, the New Testament, as it would be described in the New Testament, by the Lord Himself, it means you got to abide in Jesus. Abide in the word. Brothers and sisters, that's all the time that we have for today. We are going to end this here. And next week, God willing, we are going to continue um, with this. This was um, lesson four in the Holding Line series. So next week we will embark on number five. God bless you. And until next time, I pray that this word blesses you. Share it with somebody that needs it. God bless you. Bye-bye. <laughs>